Now, it feels like we haven't heard a positive word about resumes in a very long time, so we thought it'd be a great topic to pick up on the show. If you like this show, support us by visiting boardroom.fm or subscribing on your favorite platform. I'm Brett Four Questions Hale, joined with Ben, Mr. Analogy Glather, and Taylor. Make it stop low. Let's get started. Did you know the resume is 540 years old? No. It's what? 540 years old. Hiring tradition. 540 years? Yeah. I don't believe you. Well, it was on the internet. (laughs) So angry at you right now. (laughs) It was on True Social. Can you imagine how shitty that would be? Like having to pen your resume over and over and over. Chisel? Yeah, How old's like the pen? And f- pen and paper. Wait, let's think about this. For Flintstones, a right? Get a carve it in the rock, hand the rock to somebody. I don't there know. Was, there was pen and paper in the. So come on now. Yeah, like. Yeah. That's like pa- Jesus times, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see here. There's BC, which was zero. thousand yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Maybe not pen, but quill. At least quill. Oh, yeah. You're like quill and papyrus, mm-hmm. like yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm sure blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That shows commitment. Yeah. Like, this dude wrote this but resume it, with his. Blood. You know what? That well, and or someone's blood. <laughs> so here's or probably where it really came from, <laughs> is that a guy in one town, all right, is like I'm a really good horseshoer. Okay. But he wants to move to his another town. You talk about resume or a I'm, pen? I'm talking about resume. Okay. So this guy, but this is probably where I was born from. All right. Is this guy lives in a town and he's a horseshoer. He's right. a hell of a horseshoer. Horseshoer. Well, he's a blacksmith. He shods horses. He shods the horsey. And so he's a blacksmith. And he's like, I want to move to that town. All I right. want to move to North Farthington. <laughs> so where is he where, where is he right now? Is he like South Farthington? He's or in East, East Farthington. East Farth- so he wants to move to South. I, I would want to move no to South Farthington. Come on, Brett. So he, he wants to move to North Farthington. All right. But and he's like, all right, how am I going to get a job in North Farthington? All right. So he writes a letter, and he says, "Dear North Farthington blacksmith, I am really super terrific horse shotter. All right. Here are my qualifications." I've shod a hundred horses. I did. I made a uh, uh, axe for the Earl of West Ham Village. Uh-huh. And please see my qualifications and please hire me. All right. That's probably where it was born from. And that guy was like, "Okay." I'm willing to bet that guy was like, uh, "I can't read." <laughs> That's actually really true. <laughs> It's like, what's this? Toilet paper? Yeah. Nice. Free stuff. All That's right. That's probably where it was born from. <laughs> Here you go. So Sprockets AI, um, just a website. I think they do um, like hiring um, practices type of stuff. It's obviously an AI platform. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what it says. It says the exact origin of the first resume is unknown, yet historians have substantial evidence to credit none other than Leonardo da Vinci. Whoa. Really? He sent a handwritten letter outlining his abilities and experience for an engineering job to Ludovico Sorva. Sorza. That's a tough one. Although he did not actually get the position, his handwritten letter has had a lasting impression on Sforza. S F O R Z A. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not reading uh, that. Savorza, yeah. Savorza of the uh, uh, of from, North Farthington of well of, of North Italy, right? North, um, sure. <laughs> so uh, he became the Duke of Milan, which is in Italy. It's in Italy. I'm just like yeah. it's it's above the southern tip. So I guess that's northern. I I would say that that's northern Italy. Yeah, I'm I'm not trying to say I'm really you know dialed into my Italian geographical areas but i'm impressed you knew the name and where where he lived like yeah. that's all right <laughs> and it's savorza so Sa- saforza saforza yeah Sa-forza. come on 
the the V really kind of you got to pop the V. Yeah, I got to pop it. Yeah, five hundred forty <laughs> years old. <laughs> so that's cool. I don't know have any other stats about how many resumes. I, I did a little research, but resumes in general, people love them or hate them. A lot of a lot of people think they're outdated. What uh what are your thoughts, Taylor? My thoughts, I mean, I got lots. I am in the midst of finding a new job, so resumes are my world right now. It's all the resumes I've, I've put together and then submitted and all, all the careers and opportunities and jobs that I've gotten. Like, I don't know if my resume I, like deserves, like, really any real credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is a necessary evil at the very least, but I don't know if they actually do anything besides just show who you're trying to get jobs with that you're not like i don't know an idiot are you, are you a one resume person or do you tailor no everyone but tailor every single one do you really i do wow i do yeah Kudos. They're, they're they're obviously similar themes right you know my background yeah. you know you kind of you know adjust you know the focus and a little bit of the language so and you've got the template and everything but Nope. Every resume I submit has been like tailored for like the keywords and like the responsibilities of the role and accomplishments. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Nice work there. Thanks. Yeah. It's frustrating and annoying that like you send it and then again, most of them you never hear back. And yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not sure the resumes are all that, you know, useful for getting jobs as a starting point i'll say that right. right they're useful and but like as the step one it's not shown to be effective in my uh experience cool what about you? are you oh, question though for taylor yeah now are you writing your own resume or do you have a professional resume writing person so i've used so i've used resume builders i've used um I've had like uh, several uh, colleagues and pr like friends um, edit and give me their notes and you know help me make tweaks. So, yeah, I've I've gotten it to a point where like I think what I have right now is like it's it's like hitting all the notes, like all the finer points of what a resume should be. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's re resumes aren't what get you a job, right? It just gets you in the door. Maybe sometimes, possibly. Yeah, so. I'm. So. I would say it might not even. It's it's almost like handing somebody your business card. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's a way to get. In, it's a way to tell somebody this is my name. Here's how it's spelled, and here's how to get in touch with me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because really, I mean, you know, you think about it. Like you go out in the real world and you meet somebody, and. I mean, you know, you're, there's not, you know, you don't need to give like a business card, but a good thing about a business card, like I said, Hey, here's just how to spell my name. And here's a good way to get in touch with me yep. by either email or phone. Yep. Um, and, and here we go. Right. Like, and, and then you start building upon that relationship, not the other way around. Yep. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, my, my thoughts, I, I don't go very deep because I think there has to be something better than the resume. Yeah. But I have no idea what that is. And we'll figure that out by the end of the show. Yeah. And like I said, I think it's a it's a business card. But yeah. but it is. I mean, if you talk to somebody and you said, he, he's your very man, I I love this guy. You need to hire him. And he goes, I trust you 100%. I'm going to hire him. Send me his resume. Yeah, like you. It, that's just the very, very next thing out of the person's mouth. You, very important distinction, though. Yeah, you had someone say, "Hey, this guy's awesome." Yeah, that's the step one. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah. the distinction. Yeah, but 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 again, you you still need it. Yeah, I I would take it, take that even a step further and abstract the the hiring from the resume in that case also because. What I've seen is like, oh, for my hiring system, I have to have a resume to submit. Mm -hmm. So send me your resume. I'll get you in the system. Yep. I'll mm -hmm. never look at your resume again. Right. No. Yeah. Right. At all. Yeah. 
Yep. Something I read was, and I, and I think we, we know this to be true, that those systems now are essentially keyword scanners, yep. right? You know, they're, they're AI tools and they're, you know, just engines that are, you know, they're screening to like, this person didn't mention enough of this, so spit this one out, right? It's like a mesh. And right. if, you, if you're smart enough to get through the mesh, people are then going to, okay, here, here it is. I'm not going to read these. I'm just going to call these people for the next round, right? I'm going to maybe we'll interview these sets of candidates. But, you know, I, I think from what I've, what I've seen there is just like the resume in itself and like all the like energy that you put into it is only good for like getting you like to a different point in the process. It's not actually going to share, share, share what you're capable of. Like it's not going to tell anyone if you're good at your job or like how effective you were at your job. It's, it's just like a, it's like a tool. It's an instrument of, can you, can you play this game right? Like it's, it's almost like that. What bothers me consistently though, is if you have a resume and you, you have put a decent amount of effort into putting uh, matching keywords up with the job description and describing that stuff, you make it through AI search, you still don't get called. I mean, for sure, there's been some jobs I thought I was like, this is this is a perfect fit for me. Mm-hmm. So there's there has to be something else that 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 happens behind the scenes, and I I feel like I should know because I've hired a lot of people. But you know, when I look at resumes, I don't even know what I look for. To be perfectly honest, I try not to look at them. I I really prioritize stuff with cover letters first. Okay which nobody does anymore. Now, some recruiters don't even recommend doing really? cover letters. No kidding. And I've seen that a lot. And so people don't aren't incentivized to actually do that. Huh. So then it really does become part of the keyword search. I'm writing cover letters for every role too, customizing yeah. those as well. So that's yeah. interesting to hear. And like an extra blow, I'm just like, like, right. you know, like yeah. not even needed. And I'm doing this extra step and it's still not enough. Like it's annoying. I don't know. I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, and the, they're the, given the lack of the feedback loop too of why you were passed is is probably what makes this so confounding because you're like I for every intent and purpose I thought this was something that I should at least get a live conversation for. Yeah. So when that misses, hmm. so tell me tell me more about. I I want to unpack that a bit. Let me ask you, Brett, in your position as like a manager who hires people, people and with your organization that doesn't require cover letters, how do you, like, I guess, maybe give me some more critical language about what you are looking for or like how you're using the resume to get to the next step and others that you work with that are also in hiring positions. I'm just curious, like, what what is the function of the resume when you're hiring people? That's for talent acquisition, right? Um, and and really the keyword search. So there is a handoff process where where we have people sourcing mm-hmm. leads, and this is generally any company, I think, right? Like they have people that are sourcing leads to to fill a position. They get the resumes, put them in the system. If the the talent acquisition person thinks it's it's a good resume, which which is part of the first problem right is they're not as close to the job so mm-hmm. them doing the first pass at weeding people out is probably a big problem mm-hmm. so once once they call the people and make sure you know salaries acceptable and all that not to waste people's time then the the list gets smaller and gets put it in front of me mm-hmm. uh, at which point i'll you know say yes I, i'd like to screen them no i don't want to screen them uh, for whatever reason, and I think I have what I'm looking for in my head, and that may not be what the the filter has performed. Yeah. So now the people that I have in front of me are maybe a very small percentage of the people that I probably want to talk to. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Is do you have an idea of how narrow the playing field gets cut before? from the point that it goes into the system before and then tickets to you no it's it's really difficult so i mean obviously so resumes are so different right for every person years of experience for example seems right. like a very good filter to to put on somebody but mm-hmm. um i can look at some resumes with half the years of experience and say I, i'd like this a lot yeah 
right? Um, Typically speaking, I'll just look down a resume like super fast and scan it and then say, I want to talk to this person. I don't want to talk to this person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if I have the time, I will actually go do some of my own sourcing. Yeah. Um, but you know, when when you have different goals, and this is an added job on top of that, mm-hmm. it makes it really difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever like uh, any resumes that stand out? Like if somebody sent theirs in on like orange paper, mm. would there ever be a gimmick that would catch your eye? So these are all typically on the on you know some sort of text version PD- that have just been munched by whatever system parsed it and brought it in. Or so you don't ever see anything that has any never any color any gimmick. Yeah, I mean I don't know what better word to say, but like something kind of gimmicky, right? Like oh, a like big big photo, like a headshot picture. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, that's what you need to do. You know the best gimmick tip i've actually ever heard was to take the entire job description copy it paste it in a footer one point font and make it white White. yep and then submit that to the system yep and just trick it like that i've i've actually never done it (laughs) i'm starting to get to the point where i'm like maybe i will try this i think you should try that yeah and i think you should try one with your face a headshot interesting faces like i'm saying I'm saying that is an example of a gimmick. If I see a big ass headshot in that, I'm out. Yeah, and if, that's if, if I if I see a, a left rail that's color that's almost half the page that that's trying to be artsy. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm like I do not have time to hunt and peck for information. I want just a simple list of here's where I was, three things that I did, like literally. And it depends on the role too, because sometimes. Say, for example, you're going for like a graphic design position, mm-hmm. like your resume can be the first tryout, essentially, of like, hey, look at my skills and my chops, which maybe includes. A p- I looked into that, too, because I actually did think about that. I'm like, should I start including my my headshot? You know, it's, I've heard and maybe seen, but I think conventional like you're going for a white collar, maybe more like technical business development type role. They don't. They don't want any foo foo anything. They, they want. Just, they want. What have you done? Just yeah. do it like we've always done it for five hundred and forty years. Yep. This is a good point though. And I'm just. At, I'm asking a question. Let's talk about it. Like, do we? I mean, maybe that's the problem in itself is that we haven't thought about this differently as both. Well, I, maybe primarily as like job seekers, right? And I think this goes in line with our, we, we like to push back against the status quo mentality that we talk about on the show. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at, Ben, is like, do we, we need to kind of change the way we look at resumes and think, at re- think about resumes? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, it's such a big machine mm-hmm. right now. I, I don't even know how you would start to change it. Like to get a job, you literally are talking about putting one point font in white at the bottom <laughs> because AI algorithms are scanning it and passing, yep. which I would argue if that's the case, then I should put that stuff at the bottom in white point, yeah. you know, one point font if yeah. I think that I'm a good fit. Yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can do to get your foot in the door. Right. So it's all right. So let's talk. Let's fix it then. Let's. What, how are we gonna do it different? What will we do differently, Ben? I know you have thoughts about this. Well, I don't know exactly what I would replace the quote unquote resume with. I I think there has to be. I I said this jokingly before, but you know, same thing with a with a business card. Like, what's the point of a business card? To make sure that your name is spelled correctly and that your email and phone number are correct. That's why you hand it to somebody. You've already made a connection. I mean, otherwise, you know, you, that business card goes in the trash, just like resumes do. So I, I do think that there has to be a, a, a record, right, that kind of gives you a, hey, here's who I am. Here's, you know, kind of where I live, you know, you know, at least a city, an area, whatever. Um, but then the next steps, I, I just wonder if there's not a, a better collection of information mm-hmm. and and man, I, I just—it's it, hard to think past like a, a written word, <laughs> document to convey to somebody mm-hmm. what you have done. And what you're capable of doing, mm-hmm. 
your thoughts on real, LinkedIn? Real quick before you go on that, but uh-huh. d- does somebody writing that down make it true though? No, no. I mean, I I think uh, right. It becomes a sales pitch at some point it, where you're incentivized to put small font at the bottom and in, in white. Oh, and and I I assume um, and actually I like I have gone to a resume writer and you basically put in some of your accomplishments, put in the job you're going for, and they make it sound like you've basically done that job. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, and it's, it's a lot of fluff. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Is it a fake it until you make it kind of thing? <laughs> no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's quite that bad. Getting a little bit off track of what, what, what is a good alternative. But, you know, when you just think, I mean, there's so many applicants mm-hmm. and, and then heck anymore, you know, at, at, and, and I know this isn't exactly the experience you're having right now, but then there's also a lot of applicants that like find jobs by the time. So, you know, you, you start with a hundred, mm-hmm. Hey, we want to talk to these hundred, you call a hundred, only 50 return the call. You know, you, you see where I'm going with that. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it's much harder to reduce the number, right? I mean, you've, you've just got to kind of take everyone that you, you think even might be a fit. Cause you can't talk to everybody. That's no. that's for sure. Yeah. No. It, I mean, it, it's almost, I wonder if it would be, there's something out there to, and this is, again, is kind of off the topic of what's different, but you saying that just now, Ben, I'm thinking, all right, if I submit this into the system, the system can pretty immediately tell me if I passed it or not. You know, it's like, okay, you did not pass the screening. And yeah. like, then I can like uh, move on or I could like call someone or like, you know, try, like, you know what I mean? But it's just mm-hmm. like, you just, Put it out there and then nothing happens. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna wait, right? And I guarantee you that that feedback loop will never exist because that gives others like uh, a chance to game the system. Yeah, that's yeah. I think gaming the system is gonna happen regardless, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. But but I I I think that's a good or bad. That's the perception. If you were to actually. Almost like you have to if you're going to even stand a chance, right. right? Like approaching it with sincerity, which is what I've been trying to do, right? And like tailoring each one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make sure like if it gets, gets to someone who is going to read it, they're going to be like, cool, this person can do the job and has like a good like a good set of qualifications. But yeah, if it becomes this thing of like, can you can you play the game better than everyone else? Like yeah. how is that gonna, resume going to read at the end of the day when a human puts their eyes on it? I think of if you want to hire somebody, it, ideally it would be cool to, to work with them first, right? And, mm-hmm. and I know that's unrealistic. However, you know, the, the resume is just like kind of a spray and pray kind of mechanism. And, you know, I, I'm sure everybody's going to tell you your network is probably the number one place where you're going to land the next job. So the relationship is pretty important. Mm-hmm. So is there is there a fix in that sense where you don't, but you don't need the resume because you already have people that know who you are. Mm. Well, say more. I guess give me your thoughts around what you how how would you set that up in a way for you could for you to like work with a potential applicant or. I think my suggestion is is to more lean in on the relationship side. Okay. So somebody out there all of a sudden is looking for an engineering manager and they're like, ah, Brett's an engineering manager. I can, if he's not available, he probably knows or knows how to help me find one. Right. But, but really over indexing on some sort of system that, that scales that for the individual. Cause that's the the hard part right now. Networking Mm -hmm. is hard. It's Mm -hmm. time consuming. Mm -hmm. So how can you do that? And I think network obviously is a social, I mean, LinkedIn is a social network is, is leaning that way, but it still doesn't feel like it quite delivers. I don't think so. And, and yeah, I see what you're saying about the networking and who you know. And and even with me personally, like if I've, I've had friends, right, who, you know, I don't even, I don't know if we're actually LinkedIn connected, but, you know, they're people from college you know or you know that i know are doing things and are looking at people and know that i'm looking so i think that network aspect is really important and more fruitful for like getting into the next spot again in my experience the thing that i think bugs me kind of nags me thinking about the it's who you know not what you know is the opportunity for 
propagating biases, right? And not bringing in candidates of, you know, backgrounds and demographics that have been historically marginalized and don't have those opportunities, which is, we see is really important and good for business and good for society. So like, that's one thing that sticks out. And I, I have to believe that there's a happy middle between, okay, we, if we want to bring in someone, we need to like review the pool of candidates in an isolation as one end of the spectrum. The other being, who do I know that would be good for this? I'm just going to call my friends and family and see who wants this job and bring them in and go through all of the posting and sharing because you have to, right? There's legal, you know, hoops you've got to jump through. But in reality, you know who you're going to hire. So this right. is just for saving face. Um, and I got to think there's something in between that I, I don't know if I've seen or experienced and would love to see an organization or company show that, demonstrate that, live that, and, and kind of prove it in a really transparent way. I, I don't think there is. I don't think there's a – and, and I, I would equate this, I think, the – the closest thing I can equate this to is dating. And when you think about where it's been and and how you did it, right? Go back 50 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Before, you know, you you were you you were very limited to to who you knew mm-hmm. and and your groups, right? Your social, your school, work, whatever, right? Yep. I mean, that was that was all you had. And then through, you know, then they then like into the the 80s a little bit right there was like some some dating sites right but but very physical right like not online but like you know <laughs> mailing in a tape or you know filling out like a, a an ad or something like in a newspaper type of situation and now you know you've gone into you know online dating the eHarmony and I, I I don't even know I, I assume eHarmony's still around or or sites similar to it and then you know then coming all full circle to like a um a tinder and and if there's other you know, sites that are similar to that. So I, I think, but, but the end result is still the same. Can't like, yeah, well. <laughs> gaming the system, yes, right. but, but the end result is still the same. Like there is no good way other than to show up and try. There might be a better alternative to the resume as we know it, but at the end of the day, there still has to be a process mm-hmm. of, how do you get in front of that person, mm-hmm. you know, whether virtual or in person, have a conversation, and even if it's five minutes long, see if there's a reason to move forward. Applicant number one. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite breakfast and why? <laughs> breakfast burrito because it's handheld and I need something when I'm on the go. Oh, I like He's that. ready. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> I love that analogy. And I mean, catfishing, I, I was, you know, joking, but yeah. that's for real what we're dealing with also. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's dating. Right. Dates one through three. They are seeing the very best of you. Yeah. Right. And then maybe after that, you know, you start showing more or whatever. Right. That's true. It's like if I could just get my foot in the door, she would like me. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's kind of funny, but you know, like taking that, like with with job, you know, Taylor, you're looking at jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, big companies would have probably much more structured HR departments and and um, you know recruiters that have a very dialed in system. I've got to sh- stand out even more. Mm-hmm. Where then, you know, same thing if you had a company that has five employees. Mm-hmm. I mean. You might be sending your, you know, a note straight to the CEO. I want to work for you, and here's why. And 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 there's a good chance he even might still have a recruiter, but it might be something that they've kind of like a like Indeed or something, right? That they're they're just asking him to help them get them more resumes. But if you got it straight to him, so it's a yeah. No, I, I, you you bring up a solid point, and I think something that in again in the midst of what I'm doing right now, but also in the past, um, even and it merges Brett's network comment. Hitting people up, like cold calls and cold emails, cold notes, whatever you want to call them, uh, like actually kind of work if they're th- if you've do it, done it intentionally and thoughtful, right? Like I've been able to get interviews. I've been like, hey, <laughs> I don't know you, and not in these words exactly, right? But you know, kind of reach out to them, be like, I see this position. 
for a company you work for in your department, would you be open to like a conversation is like a, like kind of an info learning, right? Like, like to learn about it. You know, I think I might, I'm interested, but want to see if I'm a good fit. And that, that connection piece has just taken me so much farther than let me make this resume perfect and get it in the system and then hope, yeah, something comes back and, and, and again, my approach has typically been to do like both. Like if I can submit the good resume, but then also hit someone up and, and get that contact, like that's mm-hmm. that's the ideal. But again, the thing that sets it out is the contact. It's not the resume. It's not like they saw this person come through and then they were like, oh, now this person's talking to me. I'm going to I'm gonna give them the time of day. It's like someone just engaged with me and, oh, yeah. did you submit your resume yet? Okay, cool. Like, Does that push bias too though? And more from a introvert, extrovert perspective? I think it does, which is, again, it's, it's hard, right? I, I don't think there's an easy fix to this because the pe- people who are going to reach out are ones who, like, feel confident, comfortable, assured, who would maybe be concerned about reaching out to someone and maybe inconveniencing them yeah. or thinking that, oh, they probably get a million of these a day. I've got to find a different way to stand out. So it, it's the calculus is different for everyone, I would assume, which, yeah, doesn't fix the problem. Right. Uh, not sure how to go about it otherwise. Do you think a part of this problem is has anything to do with the almost secretive nature of the way we search for jobs? You know, I, I've had very few people that I've reported to that I could actually talk to about. I'm unhappy. I don't see what I'm getting here. I think I'm going to actually go look elsewhere. I don't know that I've trusted mm. anybody to that level. Whereas if you had that level, like just pretend we all had that relationship at a company, we could do that. Would it be much easier to go out there and actually, all right, now, now I have some help and I can do this in a very open fashion. Let other people advocate for me too. If I'm introvert thoughts about that. I have two thoughts. One is I think it would be cool and would be great to have support like that and, and safety like that to be in a position and have people you work with or uh, leaders, mentors, whomever help you like, you just be able to like, yeah, we're going to start to find you a new spot. The other thought I'm having, I'm trying to flip myself in the position, right? As being the person who has direct reports and having a direct report come to me and be like, I'm not happy here. I think I'm going to start looking to see what else is out there that fits me. To me, that would signal, okay, yeah, we're, we're failing this employee individually and maybe it's not a fit a good fit for the corporation or, or whatever like whatever it is there's a root cause to that right. and i think i would feel urgency to address that root cause you know what i mean like i like hey you're a good valuable employee i like you i want you to stay i want you to feel fulfilled so let me fix what's going wrong at the company because I can, I probably have a better chance. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I have a better chance of fixing that as opposed to helping that person land somewhere else that's fulfilling. But I don't know. I think to me, and Brett, I want to hear your take on this as someone who does have direct reports. I would feel, crap, let's fix what's going wrong or find something else maybe even internally that, that keeps you whole and makes you feel fulfilled and, and attack the problem that way. Um I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I would totally do this as a boss if somebody came to me and enough and trusted me in that sense. And I, I would, I think where where this gets a little tricky is I, I think I do a reasonably good job of building trust with, with mm-hmm. people that report to me. So they might be more happy than somebody that has a different boss who they don't trust, who can't have that conversation. So it's it's a bit of a paradox and. I don't know how to get past that. There's also the business case that mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. called out, right? Mm-hmm. If, if we just can't do it for you, I mean, I think you're much better off helping that person find what makes them happy and helps them grow, and you, you can leverage them again mm-hmm. um, at another point if you want to, or, or at least they're in your network and probably are thankful for that. Yeah. I, I, I want to get Ben's take. My, my one thought to interject is – I feel like you almost need like an entire system slash society built around that to be, make it successful. Cause in this individual corporate setting, you can have that through an entire organization and 
unless you've got partners to help make that model feasible and workable where the company's not seeing turnover at ridiculous rates because folks will, okay, well, they're going to support me, get a new job. I don't like this. I'm just going to bounce to the next thing. You know, you have to have kind of assist like a flow in and out that keeps everything kind of stable and uh, copacetic, if you will. So I, I think you need like a, it's, it's like a huge shift in my mind, yep. like with a lot of things. Well, I think you either have that culture or you don't, right? Yeah. So like if you have a learning culture, I would imagine if you really made that successful for a business, you would have much happier employees that would stick around a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you didn't have that culture, you probably do have a lot more churn and trust at some levels. Yeah. So yeah. Ben, what you got? Well, I'm listening to what you guys are saying, and I think that. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for not zoning out. Yeah. Um, But uh, no, I I would say that none of us are that honest when it cut like like so two things right like so we were talking about like being honest with your um your boss or you know either either up or down right I mean honest or open. I would say honest. Yeah. And and the problem is is that and I I've said this before, but you know, we we say I'm fine. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Taylor, we're having our one on one today. How are things going? How's your job going? Oh, it's fine. We've got a culture of not telling the truth. Yeah. And and it's getting worse. Not being vulnerable. Yeah. Well, not and, and and it's getting worse, you know, with with social media, the hashtag living my best life. You take these twenty pictures of the greatest moments of your life for the year. And that's what goes on social media. Therefore, you know, resumes and hiring are all very similar to that. Right. I mean, it, it all feeds into that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess what, you know, I, I, two things is I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, that that's a, that's a problem. Like when you're talking about being able to be honest and, and figure out and, and Who, get that feedback. Whose problem is that? Just- um, I, well, I think it's a, it's everyone's problem. It's a cultural problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if the employer isn't honest and it doesn't give honest feedback, then that makes it harder for the employee to change, improve, grow, whatever, and vice versa, right? I mean, if the employee is um, not being honest and talking about leaving or something, then then at the same time, the employer doesn't have an opportunity to change and grow, or at least to you know at least acknowledge it. Hey, I you know, and, and some of it might be a system, right? I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, hey, I I get that you don't like smelling like oil all day, but you're a fry cook, so I mean, there you know, we we, we can try and move you, you know, but but this this position only affords that opportunity, right? So I I think there could be so it hurts everybody there, but to. But to come back to and bring it full circle to like the <laughs> the the resume, the the job finding slash dating scene, right? <laughs> I don't know that fair plays into it. Yeah, you, know, you talked about this, like, you know, like Taylor reaching out individually and making that connection. If an introvert can't do that, then they need to find their own way to go make a connection with somebody and do something. And and I would say, man, I mean Fairness has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to be fair. I I want to put myself forward first, and I want to win. Yeah, and and I and then I would equate that to to dating, right? You know, we're we're all with somebody else. I mean, I, I don't want. Oh, well, here, give this person a fair shot. Heck, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the guy. I I'm I'm standing here. It's my job. It's my wife. You know, it's it's that. So. <laughs> I'm what's going on in your personal life right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I guess I'm just saying, like, I, I just think about, and, and I think that's part of it. Like there, there is a, um, and I don't know a better word to say, but other than just diversity, right? I mean, I believe that there is a big, that's a big component of having a well-rounded organization, but I, I don't think fairness has anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you can't do it this way, then you got to find a way that will work for you. Yeah. So that's operating in the current system, right? Yeah. What we're talking about. Is, is there a system that supports this a little bit better? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but man, I mean, there is, and 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 it's got to be a a combination 
of a a LinkedIn work network scenario as as you mentioned right you know like like how, how do you network and get and get those opportunities from your network um there has to be also a little bit of a component because people do go out there to either third party like an indeed or something or or they have their own in-house HR you know team that's that's diligently scouring sites for for a resume. So the hard part is, is you don't want to be missed by those opportunities. Right. So you a little bit have to play that game. I think what a great opportunity to come up with something different. Um, and I, I, I've got a, you know, I, I brought up these dating analogies. I love analogies, but like, like I, I thought of one that, that really cracked me up. Um, this, you know, this, like, like the resume reminds me a little bit like Microsoft word. And I bet you guys have maybe seen memes or something about it, but I mean, like, like it is the de facto, like it's, it's not the best. Yeah. It, it has a ton of limitations, but at the end of the day, um, it is, you know, bar none, the de facto word processing tool out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what the resume is. And I think it's, begging to have somebody change it or or beat it or do something different and the problem is is all that we've seen are copycat clones mm -hmm. you know google docs and apple you know i mean heck app, apple could apple said up oh, you're right microsoft we we can't beat you we'll just bring word and bring all that onto our platform and i feel like the resume might be a little bit of that same way like i think it's begging to have somebody innovative change it mm -hmm. i just I, i'm i i don't know what it is and i'm and and i can't even every time i start thinking about something it gets too job specific let me let me break this down yeah super simply and see what you guys think because I, I had a similar experience wasn't quite the same but what what if the hiring process said here's your jd here's four questions answer these four questions I like that. And and that that was it. Yeah. Like do you think you could weed people out at scale and find people by asking like a very small amount of questions? And it could be 250 character answers, right? Like you have to be pretty concise when you answer these to make it mm -hmm. feasible, but would that work? I think it would be an effective approach. I think the question that comes up immediately is, okay, how do you screen now, right? If you're going to go through the screening process, is a person, is a hiring manager going to read the responses to all the applicants who, you know, submit answers to those four questions? Um, are you going to have a tool? Say there has to be certain keywords or mentions of yada, yada, yada. So I, I think that I like the idea from the premise of you were doing something that is really specific and tailored to the job needs. And you're engaging. There's actually a different form of engagement with the applicant to to you know hey, this is how I could help or do this. Right. Um, and let, me, let me throw this out to you. Yeah. If you if software engineer, the, let's just take a position that I would hire for. So yeah. I'm hiring for senior software engineer. Yeah. Um, you know, on the resume it says, I built these systems. I, I maintain these systems, I upgraded this, I saved the company XYZ. My next step is immediately going to be trying to make sure that that's all fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it would be much easier for me to say, can you write code in Python? Mm -hmm. And I will test you in this. That, that is coming. Yeah. So, you know, on the questions, though, that not that pretty rife for uh, gaming as well in terms of like, We've got ChatGPT now, yep. right? So you could answer those questions in a way that really stands out. And you're still, like you're, to your point, going to have to ask them questions and engage. Is those Are those four questions more effective than if you just, you know, didn't, if you didn't take the time to read all the answers, right, and just had a resume, is it going to create a different result for you? It gives you an opportunity to have less time-consuming next steps. Mm -hmm. If you answer these four questions and you said, yes, I can write Python, 
And my job as the next screen is to validate those four questions you answered and, and cut it off after that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes like, sometimes I'm like, I'll go through a 45 minute phone screen, which is after my talent acquisition goes for a 40 through a 45 minute phone screen. Mm -hmm. We're already an hour and a half in just to get one person to like a, a panel stage for interviews. Yeah. We could have said, Hey, I can get one of my senior software engineers say, go make sure this guy knows this stuff yeah, yeah. and then we can bring him in for a more detailed check. But yeah. that feels faster in a better use of like people's times. And I don't know if that would work across multiple places like fry cooks or sales. I, or I think that sounds like a step two though, because yeah. you still have to get to that. I, I like the four questions and, and I, I do think that's good, but you, you still have to get to cuz cuz at the end of the day if if you put those four questions like on your your hiring you know come get a job here answer these four questions it it's no different than a resume right somebody's going to somebody's have to go in and and this kind of what you know they're going to have to put their name in they have to put their email all that stuff yeah. and then they're going to answer these questions and then, and then now you have to start sifting through who that is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, I, I'm not trying to bur burst your bubble. I, <laughs> I just feel like it that the four questions thing is a step two, not a step one. Yeah, it'd be curious to see. I like. I'm all up for any like different approach, but I think my gut tells me it would probably go toward you. Probably get similar output results. Now. One thing I did like that you said just now, Brett, is was essentially empowering the rest of your team and organization to help bring people on. And maybe this is not the case everywhere, but my experience is you have few people make decisions and push candidates and progress them to next stages, right? Like very, they're very kind of like limited, right? Okay, yeah, I like this person. I want them to meet this person and then you've got you know i don't know two or three people making a call on the next employee and it's really long in yep. terms of the process so i like i like the idea as just hey you know you're an ic uh you've been here for six months would you interview this person and give us your thoughts and either structure that interview for them or let them go free form and kind of collect data that way and see what as a team you can come together and decide on a candidate as opposed to being like sometimes it feels like it's overly rigorous sometimes yeah. it's like interviews i mean even if you get to the point where you're interviewing people get nervous you want to answer it perfectly and again maybe this is my experience you can get in your head sometimes right and you're like i don't know if i'm answering this quite right or you're trying to you know, convey something that, you know, isn't landing. Well, if that's my one and only shot, or if I only get a couple goes at this, I think I would prefer to talk to more people if it gives me a better shot at getting a position that I actually care about. Right. You know, so I think empowering others to contribute is certainly a good call, regardless of how you screen or look at it. Yeah. What I, I want to rewind just a little bit. What do you mean by step two? Like what is missing for that to be a step one? I feel that answering four questions, while it's not as canned as a resume, is very similar to just putting your name, like I said, name, address, all the stuff. All right, here's here's what job I'm going for, right? I mean, because you'd have to have questions at least a little bit job dependent. So here's what job I'm going for, and here's my four questions. I'm going to type it out, and 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 you know, here 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 goes. I'm going to regurgitate my my 250 words per per question. Here's my thousand words on why I'm a good fit for this job. I guess at the same time, not all changes are monumental, totally, you know, 180 degrees, right? Disrupt the risk. Yeah, the, it, it doesn't have to be a, a, a like, a, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a complete difference. It can be similar. So now that you're questioning me and I'm thinking harder about it, maybe it is a good step one and a, and a replacement, right? I mean, if you had a, because we're we're in agreement that the resume is strictly the tool, it's the key to the door. 
Yeah. Or right. Well, it's it's one of two things actually. It's it's either it's either your business card. Yeah. Hey, hey, I've got a guy. Cool. Send me his resume. Right. Yeah. Hey, I've. Hey, I need a painter. Cool. Send me his phone number. I mean, it's it's no different than that. That or or it's some arbitrary key to the door that somebody flags it and you're you're lucky enough to make it through three people yeah. looking at resumes it's like the car dealership where yeah. they send you the three keys come to the lot and yeah try these keys <laughs> yeah and you and you win get through yeah you get through so damn it i never win i guess i was thinking that maybe the the using the four questions would not be different enough i, I don't know if that's right yeah. <laughs> you know if, if that's not a big enough difference from the resume however um at the same time if you use that as a step one like what a great thoughtful way to say hey here's here's four questions you know and you have maybe you know and kind of go through the the list like maybe two are have, have more to do about the job the the job tasks you know right like hey here here is a here's a task how, how do you answer that question here's a job function yeah. and then maybe you know the next two would be about personality and or you know how, how you would maybe fit in with the the culture and the direction, whatever of the company. So like, that's exactly where my mind was, was, you know, you said four questions, but what are the four questions? What are you trying to discover by asking what set of questions? Right. What were your, what were your, th- what oh, were your thoughts like, specifically about question. that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, one, like the, the language for, for coding for a software engineer would be one, right? So something like, like technical do you, do capabilities. You, like you have the technical chops. Why maybe give me an example of, okay. of something you've done. Okay. Which then saves you from, you know, reaching through there. How, how many years of experience, let's say I'm hiring for a manager, how many how many years of experience do you have managing direct reports and describe a challenge or a style that you have something, but mm-hmm. just pull a little more information to get to know the person, like from a cultural perspective, for sure, more cultural questions. It could be, you know, what's your, in, in my industry, product management versus engineering. Mm-hmm. It's either very contentious or very collaborative. Mm-hmm. So how do you see yourself working with product? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your role? What is their role? Mm-hmm. You know, questions like that. And instead of trying to actually decipher that from a resume, just ask the question. Yeah. And, and those are the questions that, that I think hiring managers are holding that you can't put in a job description. Yeah. But that's, that's how you filter jobs when you get the resume, which have already gone through the filter that might be ineffective from from AI, right? Mm-hmm. So what what the problem I'm really solving is how can a connection be made more effectively where you're not filtering out too many people at the top when you get this this application of sorts whatever it is that you can uh, have your questions answered without having to interpret mm-hmm. somebody else's mm-hmm. writing on a resume. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like that and I appreciate that. And something that I would fold into like I, I think would be important to fold into, and I'm mixed on this, but what I would fold into it is a question about why you want to not even just do the job, but join the company. Yeah. And I yeah. think I actually it happened to me with a resume uh, application I filled in uh, just this past week. And I saw it at first, they literally asked me, why do you want to join this company? And my initial reaction was, that's a weird and annoying question that I now have to answer in addition to like the resume submitted, plus the cover letter I wrote, which, you know, I think the cover letter has a a role in explaining that and describing that. I think that's a great opportunity. But, but and just to call this out real quick, you're guessing at what you want somebody to interpret. Exactly. Exactly. So as I started to write and, you know, like kind of fill in the application, I thought, oh, no, this is actually a really good question, you know, is you're trying to make sure of all the what are likely to be the big pool of highly qualified and capable candidates that could do the job well enough and even if not well enough, you, you get, like they've, you're not going to hire someone that's completely out of whack with what you need for the business. So how do you, how do you really find the person that stands out the shine in my dating profile, Ben? Like, how do I really, you know, <laughs> hey, I'm the one? Um, is, is like giving – and the way I ultimately interpreted it is it gave me a chance to express my passion about – 
hey, like it was a role that was based in sustainability, uh, renewable energy, like responsible carbon management. I'm like, that's what I care about. And I want to do that with an organization that holds those values that, you know, has a vision that's similar to, you know, what I believe we need, you know, in the business community. Um, it aligns with my skill set, like all these things that kind of just gave me a chance to just right out, right out the gate, be like, hey, that like this is why. This is why. Yeah. And you can read my resume and my cover letter and all that. And hopefully we get a chance to talk. But at, at the very at the get out, like, you you know what I care about. And if that, that matches with what y'all like and if it's cool, then, like, yeah, we can go from there. And guess what? You also know what they care about. That's true. That's true. And so it's like, thank you for asking. It's almost a more empathetic approach. And if you were to say, uh, if it says, do not submit a resume or a cover letter, tell me why you want to work here, why you think you're qualified, mm-hmm. Yeah. why we should give a shit. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I think that's great. I was thinking about my, I had a, I had an approach kind of scoped out for this episode and I'm, I'm, I'm realizing it was essentially just a variation of the four questions, Brett, but I was thinking of a way of, and this sounds extreme maybe, but even sh- shortening resume, like truncating it to almost to be something like, your name, like, how do you spell that? How do you contact me? Your job titles, like, and the business, like, something that's so brief and just, yeah. like, high level that it just gives you, like, there's not a lot of ways to interpret it differently. Yeah. And then, you know, lean into, like, the why. Like, give me the vision and values you have as an individual for being a part of an organization yeah. and and let that be the application. But as, as I'm thinking about it and we're talking about it, it's just the four questions. It's yeah. why do you want to be here? Tell me, like, give me something that at least shows me you're qualified or able to do right. what we've asked in this JD, and let's go from there. Because I, I don't want to look at a resume, look at all the sections with all the information, figure out the dates on there, add up all the years <laughs> for management experience. Yeah. Like, I, the ones that make a, that exact question stand out, I'm like, boom, that was easy. I'm good. The yep. rest, I'm like, I'm confused. I'm done. Yep. Yep. Resumes, uh, to me, feel fairly outdated these days. If you were the board of a company, is this is this something that you would find urgent enough to, to start experimenting with? It is. I think for my, my perspective, it, and it's hard as a board member because I'm going through this you know, presently as an individual in real life. The way this is set up right now is just not effective. It's so time consuming for both ends of this arrangement is lots of energy there's a better way to do this and i would encourage us and you know organizations out there to try something different and to really again as always push against the status quo and just try other ways to see if you can find good people and I would encourage to make the starting point something that's values and vision based as opposed to capability based I think there's so much of people putting resumes together being like, I can do this job. Please believe me, I can do right. this job. Look at how well I can do this job. And I and I think it misses it is a big missed opportunity in it misses. Yeah, it I think it misses. It does. <laughs> it has a lot. But there's a missed opportunity in in engaging with a workforce that wants to do something they care about and drawn to it personally and wants to do a good job. And, and we'll do a good job if you just get a chance. And I think that starts with values. So yeah. that that's my take. All right. Big Ben. I think I would – I'd love to explore the dating apps that are out there and, and see if there's any correlation between creating relationships with people and hiring. Because I – yeah, I just – I definitely I, – I think there's a better way. I, I don't know what it is um it's a fun thought yeah but at the end of the day you're kind of you're making connections with people right i mean at the end of the you're hey this person's going to work for you you guys are making a connection so and there's a lot of dating apparatuses not just apps but you know i mean i think there's i think there's even some traditional things right i like the the dating angle i'm a really big fan of like looking at other industries for inspiration that might not be a big match one of the things there was a movie called Beyond Zero that was about making mm-hmm. a, a nylon carpet company carbon neutral uh, or even car- carbon positive. Amazing story. So big fan with that. I I would absolutely love to try something new because I feel like 
a lot of times we just end up spinning our wheels and wasting our time for, for a mediocre output. And I'd rather at least test it out and prove something doesn't work and have a, a chance of making it just a little bit better. So Let's go. if the resume is nothing more than a business card, are we wasting everyone's time still? If you're anything like me, it feels ripe for disruption. Let's get on it. If you like this show, as always, hit subscribe. If you have any questions or feedback, hit us up on boardroom.fm. Take care. Go, go, go.